up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm here with my friend Ashton Garcia, aka Queen B from Queen B here in Las Cruces. Uh, you got to say that a few times, right? Um, thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you for inviting me. Of course, yeah. And um, today we're going to have a couple other um, topics, but first we're going to talk about Queen Bee Gallery and Collective here in Las Cruces, what they are, who they are, and um, what they've been doing, because they've been around for a couple years. So um, without further ado, again, thank you for joining me, and um, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Astrid Garcia, owner of Queen Bee's Gallery and soon-to-be Queen Bee's Collective. So the soon-to-be Collective, well, what does that mean? We are going to open a collective, uh, well, it's a dispensary, of course, but it's going to be a collective of everyone's and including ours, just connoisseur level meds. We're not going to open with boof <laughs> <laughs> and everything else that everybody else has because yes. we already, I mean, people already expect that. So yeah. that's what that's what it's going to be. Nice. Yeah, no, it's good to hear that, you know, because a lot of places they're just kind of opting out or copying out to just, you know, make the sale versus, you know, selling something that's, you know, actually worth a shit. Yeah. And, you know, that I I must say when I go somewhere, I appreciate if they have, you know, different types of cannabis. But if we have connoisseur kind of stuff, that'd be kind of nice to see too, you know, especially actual connoisseur stuff, not just like it's 30% bro. <laughs> I don't really care about percentage. I'm more impressed with the terpene profile of the medicine and what it's going to do to you and how it affects you versus like 30 percent i don't care this is why you're the queen bee, <laughs> queen bee. <laughs> so how long has your shop been around the gallery's been open for five years um super evolved now we were just a i say we because veronica and astrid <laughs> <laughs> the two names. <laughs> the two names. um Super small. I thought ten thousand dollars was enough and efficient to open a retail, and I guess that's what I did it with. And that's impressive. you know, it's evolved to a glass gallery now. So that's it's more it's more well rounded. It's like a community self sustain self sustainability little hub for everybody. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And when we're while we're talking about that, what kind of products do you carry? Uh, we carry lots of local heady glass um, and just local everything. So I have at least 50 different local vendors mm -hmm. and with it, like, so that makes it like a mini farmer's market boutique smoke gallery. Okay. It's just different, yeah. you know? It's a different vibe too, especially yes. when you go in, you know? Yes, we support everybody's movement. And so we have so many different mediums of art and different mediums of everything there. And you have a shop dog. Can we yeah. talk about that real quick? I, know I didn't bring it up, but I, I want to talk about the shop dog because he's adorable. That's Toshli. Everybody knows Toshli. <laughs> if you've ever gone to the shop, yeah, he's a little Frenchy bully. Um, adorable. <laughs> he thinks everybody's there to see him. But he's pretty well behaved. He yeah. is. He's a good boy. He's you know? a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's fun to hang out with. Uh, cool. That's cool. And so when you say Hetty, you know, for the people who are watching who are new to the cannabis you know, world or anything, what does Hetty mean? So... To me, a heady is a piece of glass from a well-known artist like Andrew Morris, who's okay. AKM, you okay. know, or Robertson Glass, or there's so many, Rhino, um, people who are like the Louis Vuittons of glass. There you go, yes. You know, yeah, so yeah. if people know the artist, they'll go into your shop and be like, 
oh my gosh, you got a Chad Lacey. Oh, <laughs> that ski mask glass. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So we, I had to become educated in the game. Mm -hmm. And um, my brother Jet, you know, Rob mm, Jet. Rob Jet, Jet, yeah. He, he's guided me into becoming a beast. Yeah. You know? And a huge collector. I'm a huge lover. Um, AKM is my favorite by far. Nice. Spent the most money on yeah. his pieces of glass. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, where did this art gallery thing kind of come about? My mom's an artist. Okay. So um, I've, I've appreciated art my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. I collected canvas and glass. Well, now mostly glass, but tattoos, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I love art. Yeah. I was, it's, it's in my DNA, yeah. you know. Nice. And I have a gallery, but, you know, it takes like, a lot of money to maintain a gallery yeah. so i need to use that space efficiently mm -hmm. you know so eventually soon enough yeah. you guys will see what's going to come out of there well you know <laughs> the cool thing about new mexico and you kind of joined this is if, i don't know if a lot of people know this in new mexico you can normally buy art straight off the wall wherever you go oh yeah, yeah. there every piece of art that's going to be in the gallery is going to be for sale now before i was like no 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 i'm not selling it no absolutely not it's mine and they're like well why are you having these art shows and i'm like because it's a personal collection <laughs> but hey listen everything is for sale now nice. i have some amazing pieces from amazing artists awesome you know yeah. like thousand dollar pieces no i've, I've been in there and I, I love some of the art that's in there even in your office you know we were talking about that one time hanging out in there and i'm like you pick a piece off the wall i'll sell it for the right <laughs> price if it's not for my kids or my mom nice yeah and if you guys don't know you know the the shop itself if you walk in it has two entrances right yes yeah it has the gallery entrance then it has the shop entrance but they connect together so you can enter each doesn't really matter which side you enter and it's pretty cool you know they, they're separate but they're the same um, walk to the graffiti mm -hmm. hallway into yeah. the gallery and then into the other gallery the glass gallery smoke shop you know we yeah. still sell papers and wraps mm -hmm. um but mostly heady glass that's nice. what we we become known for yeah or I've become <laughs> 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 nice and so um that's great to hear and uh, while we're speaking about glass and everything like what would you recommend someone starting out in the cannabis world smoking and everything like what would be like a, would say like a starter kit uh just a simple spoon yeah keep it clean proper yeah. etiquette you know yeah don't let your piece whatever it may be a little beaker you know or a little spoon don't treat it like crap. You know, if you're <laughs> going to smoke amazing, or I, I don't know how people smoke. Most people are happy with mints, yeah. you know, but I've been a med patient for a decade, you know, so there's a certain kind of medicine that works for me and a mm -hmm. certain kind of medicine that doesn't. Yeah. So I like happy grown organic medicine yeah. and hash, yeah. you know, yeah. so you just have to keep it clean. That's it. Treat it nice. Yeah. And, you know, we so have yeah. stuff at the shop, $10 to $15,000, you know. Damn. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm proud of the shop now. Yeah, you, you know? know, yeah, it's some high-end, you know, kind of stuff. So if you guys want some high-end glass or high-end stuff in town when it comes to smoking stuff, you know, even art, you know, yeah, some really cool art. art. You know, come see them, you know, here in Cruces. Uh, where are you guys located? I forgot to ask that. 600 South Solano. So awesome. the corner of Kansas and Solano, Caddy Corner to like Carl's Jr. Mm -hmm. 
right there still in the hood. Right next to Si Senor. Right down the street. <laughs> like, si Senor Express. I'm like, it, everybody knows what Si Senor yeah, Everyone Express. knows Sears. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like, it's right there. It's the main street. Yeah, you just turn and it's right there. Um, cool. And what, what you guys is like, uh, when are you open? What are your hours? Usually we're open seven days a week. Sundays have been kind of tricky because um, we both, I my I have one part-time worker, um, but usually seven days a week, 10.30 to 9 p.m. And on the weekends, 12 to 6. Cool. Give um, everybody that family time. Yeah, you have to have family time. I yeah. used to work crazy hours there. And now I'm like, nope, I'm not working the weekends. Absolutely not. And I <laughs> absolutely have to. Yeah. Because my kids are like, no, it's enough shop. Well, well, speaking about family and, you know, you doing that, you, it, Queen Bee is, you know, very community driven. You know, what are some things you've guys done, you know, within the community and stuff, you know? So we we used to do gallery, um, like these markets for the community. This was pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we had like a woman's market. We've done a trunk or treat a uh, couple years. We support um, Southwest Cannabis Trade. Anybody that ever has anything, I support them. A dispensary is opening. I'll give them a basket full of stuff to raffle off. Any Anybody's movement, yeah. you know? Um, you guys are very supportive in that sense. I think yeah. people know I don't say no, and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's, um, I like doing it. I like supporting people. I like being able to do that. It's like, you it's like your mom's sense, huh? It's the mom sense. For real. I'm like, Mijito, did you eat today? <laughs> exactly. Tortillas? <laughs> and that's kind of like the what I get you know, from it too. But you know, it's great that you're doing that because people in the community need to understand that it is a community, you know, like and they I, I'm starting to think that they don't understand that or feel that. Plus the artists, like the glass yeah. artists, the canvas artists, the graffiti artists, everybody's like you know, that's their way of eating. So yeah. we, as long as we keep our money in the circle, you yeah. know, keep our money in the circle. Keep it local. Hear it, hear it, me to you, to him, before it goes to big corporation, we're doing something right. Yeah. You know? I agree. We're providing self-sustainability for our community. Yeah, I agree. What else, are, what are we doing it for? Exactly. You, you know, know, you get the concept. I get the concept. <laughs> that's great. And, you know, it's, it's great to, to hear that, you know, more businesses are more uh, community-driven. You know, especially in the cannabis world, because you know it's so small here. You know, our cannabis, you know, community. It's a it's a little tight niche group. <laughs> People are starting to be comfortable with coming together now, though, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. You yeah. know, because before, I mean, of course, before everybody was just scared, but mm -hmm. now even like in this industry, it's like we're not scared to come together and help each other out. Yeah. That's why I want the collective. Like yeah. I want my friends who are all manufacturers to make something like amazing that people are only going to be able to get at queen bees yeah. you know so that's what makes it the collective of heady stuff and amazing medicine i don't want to i'm a med patient i don't want to go some i don't want to have somebody walk out of my shop and say that was terrible <laughs> you know because i've done that so yeah. many oh times and i'm like i've spent so much money giving it and there's hope i mean or thinking there's hope and then you're like that was terrible medicine. Yeah. you know and i was just like no, I don't want anybody to say it. I want people to be like, come back and say, that was amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the people that, you know, 
that don't want to do that, you don't have to. You don't have to buy it there. You can go buy, you know, whatever price cannabis you want, you know, at any place you want. But you know, if the people we'll have want... some good, we'll have some affordable stuff too. Oh, there you go. You See know? something for everybody. Just like the shop. Yeah. Just like the glass there you at go. the shop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> something from you know a couple bucks to you know a little higher. Yeah, <laughs> <a> little higher. <laughs> That's great. So um I also wanted to mention the block party. You know, I forgot to say that earlier. You know, you guys do these block parties every year, and they're really cool. Though I went to the one this last year, and uh, can you explain a little about those and where they come from and what the celebration is? It's just the celebration of the shop's birthday. Mm. You know, so this year was great. Yeah, this was, it was the best one yet. Like the first year was great too, but we just learned how to throw a better party and it's like the community support so it's people that have been with me since year one to year five you know and to see that i saw so many different ceos at this last one and like the bands were great yeah and they were. i danced <laughs> it was great it was yeah. happy and everybody was happy and everybody kept saying this is the best one yet queen bee this is the best one yet and i had so much community support i had sponsors yeah. binge sponsored me Susbaro, the desert boy sponsored me um several dispensaries sponsored me so yeah. my homies just were like here and i was just like oh, okay <laughs> i sponsor so many events yeah. you know i mean i think most small businesses do where yeah. it's like a little ecosystem we have to work you mm -hmm. know and so we support each other and that's the only way we're going to be able to do it so this year i was like or my friend Kat, she was the event planner. And she was like, let's ask for sponsorships. And I was just like, no, no, no. You know how I am, Kat. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, no, yes, yes, yes. And yeah. we did. And it was a success. That's and great. next year, it's going to be even better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> year six. <laughs> year six. And you know what? Yeah, I've seen it, you know, um, the past few years just grow and get better every year. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for next year because that was cool to see just the different kind of like bands that were there. And also, you guys always have really good food. That barbecue place that always shows up is bomb. <laughs> you have to, you have, to yeah. have good food and good music and yeah. no dead time because then people are like, uh, that event was whack. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> so do you have any other events planned throughout the year in between that? Or is that really just kind of what you have planned? I'm not going to do any more big events until we have the grand opening for the dispensary. Okay. So that will be the next big block party. And then... Um, just whatever events come up. Okay. I know we have a sesh coming up, uh, different little things, but yeah, me and myself, one event a year is enough. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, planning events is uh, very taxing. I can totally get it, you know, not wanting yes. to do so many in a year. I mean, that isn't your job. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it's it is. It's worth it. For that one know? one time of the year, you know, it's, it's good enough. One time of the year. It's yeah. like, ah, next year, wow, that was a great party. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great time this year because it was around 420, you know, so it kind of stacked up with everything that was going on. It's like, a perfectly. good time to celebrate. You, we have to celebrate ourselves. Yeah. You know? I think some people, they don't even honor their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you got to celebrate yourself. Yeah. You know, like we are worthy of happiness. You mm -hmm. know, like we're worthy of all this good stuff. Yeah. And you've done, you know, all this by yourself, you know, hence the title today, Queen Without Drones. <laughs> yes. It's been fun. But, yeah. um, it's good to have that. I don't even necessarily know if it's control of your own business mm -hmm. or not have like, 
outside. Like if I had a partner, I'd have to ask them, oh, can I go buy this piece of glass? <laughs> or, oh, can we spend this on this? Or, oh, you know, like I just ask myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have yeah. the business meeting with myself. <laughs> Let me look. Okay, I can. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, just do it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the evil twin. You know, the Gemini inside me is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. I mean, you've been doing good for yourself, and I'm glad. But what else do you have in the works? You know, you said the the collective, the you know, the dispensary. You know, well, what else do you have? Is that or is you know, or is it some secret stuff? I have to be honest with you. Like that's all I can handle. I'm a single <laughs> parent. Enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. my kids like in all these extracurricular things, and one graduates next year, and so on top of owning the business and doing the inventory and ordering everything and everything else. Yeah. I'm a single parent, yeah, you know? Yeah. So with the collective, I'll have to hire a team, you mm -hmm. know? But I need to build this foundation, this structure, because without that, it's just going to be impossible. Yeah. So I have to be picky and choosy. I have one person that's been with me for a year and two people that are going to come from Arizona, my niece. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to build and build up, you nice. know? And I don't know, make the hive is gonna be with all the worker bees working together yeah. for one goal you so know the, like so everybody wins mm -hmm. so it's not just like oh i'm the big fish or whatever no we i love the community and i love my people so we all eat we all eat <laughs> yeah, we, we have all to eat. heck yeah you know? i appreciate it and that. i would love to share some of the work <laughs> <laughs> right you need the help too <laughs> so well, I can't wait to see that, you know, the collective come up and everything and go, you know, visit on the grand opening, you know, it's give you guys fun. some support. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you joining me today. Yes, thank yeah, you so yeah. much for having me. Of course. Yeah. And we're going to keep on with the conversation and everything yes. real fast. Um, anyway, everybody, uh, Queen Bee or Astrid Garcia. <laughs> so um, we're going to continue the conversation. Um, we're going to be talking about the CCD real fast. And I guess, you know, this kind of pertains to everybody in the industry because I've been talking about education and the show is educational based um so the cannabis control division has launched an educational campaign for cannabis here around the state i think that's something really good they're, they're using four hundred thousand dollars to do it and I, that's quite a bit um so i've heard some of the campaign so far and it's actually not bad you know it's not like they're demonizing cannabis they're just saying hey um yes it's legal try to keep it out of the hands of kids please don't drive high please don't do this like you know just the normal stuff so I think that's fair because people need to be educated. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I feel the same. Like, um, proper, you have to educate people. Else, people are just gonna, I mean, you can't really overdose off marijuana. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but it, it is like if it gets into a kid's hand, of course, it's gonna be dangerous. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, you just have to teach people how to medicate themselves. Yeah, you know, exactly. and if the CCD is going to help with that, okay, but they need to properly educate them, not just like some who knows what they're going to post. Yeah, I mean, they're just started. Um, so far, they have billboards in Albuquerque, um, mm -hmm. they're probably going to pop around the whole state. They're going to say, Drive high, get a DUI. <laughs> I know. Oh, drive yeah. high, get a DUI. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They're going to do it. That's what yeah. happened in California when yeah. California first went back. And I'm just like, mm. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, it's catchy, but at the same time, like, you know, it's kind of played out, you know, yeah. like, and like, let's be a little more clever. Let's not just scare the shit out of people, you know, like, let's just not make it fear thing. Like, you know, Hey, you know, if you're a little too high to drive, it's probably just not a good idea. You know, people like, don't usually drive 
hard. Yeah, I know. You like, know, like when you're when they. I'm not trying to be make a comparison, but like alcohol gives you liquid balls. Yeah, you know. Yeah, marijuana gives you paranoia. Mm-hmm. Like however you want to see it. Like if I'm too medicated, I won't drive anywhere. I'll walk, mm-hmm. or I'll have my mom drive me. Yeah, I'll, you know? I'll get it delivered. <laughs> yeah. I will not. Yeah. Like seriously, you can make that. Like you can mentally make that decision and yeah. make the right decision. So I think that they shouldn't demonize the medicine mm-hmm. or the plant. You know, I don't know if that's going to be like a goal of CCD or if they really are going to educate people. Yeah, um, I mean, only time will tell. So far, it doesn't seem like it's too demonizing. Um, just more informational. Um, hopefully, I think they put out some pamphlets. Actually, I wanted to mention this. Uh, the city of like Las Cruces, um, like the like the city chamber, um, they actually have a pamphlet, and they call it the cannabis crawl. I saw and, that. Yeah, and they have like cool. all of the list of the dispensaries and everything. So I thought that was really cool. You know, if you that guys cool. are visiting here, Las Cruces, go stop by there if you're curious of what dispensaries we have here in town. Literally gives you a whole list, shows you a map. I thought it was really cool. That is really. Cool. Um, yeah, I was like, I just wanted to mention that before I forget. But um, it looks like Linda Trujillo, she's the superintendent of RLD, uh, she came back. Um, she says that we recognize the need for education in this new industry. Um, this campaign opens up the conversation for responsible storage, safe cannabis consumption, she said. So. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. That's fair, right? Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, you know, because you do need to keep it out of the reach of kids. You know, that's been known. You know, that's something that we all can probably agree about. Yes. Um, so just like your alcohol, your guns or anything else you want to keep out of your kid's hands, maybe your adult material, um, you hide it or lock it away, mm-hmm. you know? And so this is no different, you know, you don't want it to get into the hands of kids because 99% of the time when a kid gets popped with weed, it's because he got it from a family member, be it on purpose, be it they stole it or be it that they were giving it to them. Yep. Um, it's usually from a family member and with your help. And your guys's, you know, able ability to hide things, I guess, um, we can make sure that kids don't get cannabis. Um, people that don't have kids, obviously, I'm not really talking to you unless you have like live with, you know, <laughs> kids or nephews or whatever. But, you know, those who do. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's not. You know. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not impossible. You know, just try to keep it away from kids. You know, it's the best you can do. Uh, they're not getting it from dispensaries, thank God, uh, from what I know. Which is good to hear. It's like the underground stuff, those underground Cheeto bags that look like Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like That's the what was going thing. on. Yeah, that yeah. was going on like on the news. Don't give like around Halloween time. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh god, every nobody year. is gonna give their money away. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> like even if they grow it at home, it costs money to grow it at home. Yeah, like, or package it in that yeah. fancy packaging. Yeah. Like no. Like, I'm not going to give your, like, little kid my weed. Why? Because it costs too much money, and that's messed up. But kids are, kids do get a hold of it. It's crazy. They the do. adolescents. Oh, yeah. they do. And you know what? I have to think back when I was younger. Did I get a hold of weed? Yeah. Did I get a hold of alcohol? Yeah. You know, it happens. But, you know. I stole my first joint from dad. Oh, no. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, I was in seventh grade. Oh. That was terrible. Yeah, you know, seventh grade. Well, my dad mm-hmm. turned to Sergeant. My dad Lord. was terrible. He was a biker, you know? He was a marijuana. He still is. He's like 78 <laughs> years old and still tokes, you know? Oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just like, oh, thanks, Dad. And you're like, oh, okay, it's yeah. Fault. Yeah, it's like, this is all you. <laughs> so I know. Um, I know. And, and you know what? The, Maybe, you know, education will help, you know, a situation like that. But, exactly. You know, 11 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Education. <laughs> I will. And like, it's just a prohibition is the reason why we had lack of education for so long. 
yeah. you know, and it, it's not really like anyone, one person's fault other than the government. Um, exactly. But, you know, we... He went to work. He was all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, I've been in a situation before, too. But um, these ads and everything for the state, they're going to be on video, TV. I think they're already running on the radio, um, running locally on the radio. Um, I haven't seen any billboards locally, but I'm pretty sure they're going to come down here eventually. Yeah. Um, they started in Albuquerque because it's the most popular city in the state. Um, you know, boop. <laughs> so um, guys, look out, keep an eye out for that. If you want some more educational help, actually the CCD website does have some information. I was looking on there, it has a do's and don'ts, even has for medical patients and rec patients, you know, like what you can do, what you can't do. It's in a neat little cool little printout thing you can have and put it on your fridge if you want. So if you guys want more information, go ahead to the CCD website and get more information there. So um, moving on, we're going to go to the next topic. Um, it looks like New Mexico's cannabis industry has employed thousands. And I don't mean like tens of thousands. Um, we're looking at more about 4,500 people. Um, and this study was done in the quarter of last, end of the quarter of last year. So the fourth quarter of last year in 2022. So this isn't really like to date live information. This is going to be... I would call it a little behind in information, but it gives us an idea of where we're going. You know, forty five hundred is a lot of jobs. That is, that's a good number. I I agree with it. Yeah, but I they mean, better not inflate the state. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I said it. <laughs> it has to be said sometimes. It has to be said. Yeah, it has to be said sometimes. Where are all these workers coming from? Are they yeah. New Mexicans? I hope are they, they are. You know, Californians? Mm -hmm. Are they from Washington? Yeah. Well, actually, I have some numbers here, um, and so. That analysis was done then. So at the time, there were 800,000 um, residents employed in the state. And so according to the workforce solution uh, figured that were released in January, uh, the cannabis industry employed about 0.5% of the state's workforce at the time, which really isn't much. However, 0.5? Um, yeah, 0.5% of the state's. But I mean, 4,500 at eight, out of 800,000. Yeah, I mean, it sounds about right to me. But yeah. Um, it's a new industry. You know, this is the, that was the first year. Actually, it wasn't even a year yet. Um, and that's so, a good number. That's a good number. That's only a few months after legalization. So that number is actually pretty good. And now it's probably higher, you know, yeah, significantly sure. higher. Because even here, they're reporting like we were significantly under like 500 retail establishments when this was done. Yeah. Like I was like. In New Mexico? Yeah. At the time when this was done. So there How was, many is there now? There's like probably over a thousand. Like last month, it said 955. A thousand open or a thousand licenses? Like up? retails. Like retail establishments. Now the licensing that's different because some have more retails than you know than there is like the place. One thousand yeah. retail. There was like nine hundred eighty-eight last New Mexico. month. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, and I have to check the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it's a thousand over a thousand. I thought we were the poorest state. In the United States. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's what this. That's what they say on paper. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. Things are changing, and you know, more shops yeah. are opening. Yeah. A lot of people probably bet their um, livelihood, like on their houses and stuff like that, is what I'm guessing, um, to make this work. So it's not, you probably shouldn't do that, but they did it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. But um, according to the analysis, 39% were already in the cannabis industry. So I mean, oh. that kind of makes sense because we had a medical um, program first. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense they just transition over. And that makes sense too because you're going to have these guys who can teach other people, you know, cannabis etiquette and how to deal with patients and then how to deal with regular customers too as well, et cetera, et cetera. So that's cool. And that kind of made sense to me. 25% um, had unreported wage records, meaning they just graduated like high school. So that, you know, they never really worked before. Um, oh, or so they're getting some freshies. 
Right. <laughs> hey, it's good though. Yeah, exactly. Guess, you know, train or, a lot of young. And this is where your uh, question comes in. That means it came from another state. So yeah. about, I would say about half of that maybe, just to give a good number, would probably be who came from out of state. So it's good to see that 39% were already here, but there's still quite a bit of people that came from out of state. Um, yeah. And then 35% uh, came from other industries with trade, meaning like transportation, utilities. Um, and they were leading the way at, a, actually utilities actually was leading the way at 11% and leisure and hospitality at 8.4%. So if they worked at like a hotel, you know, or something like that, and they, they came over to the cannabis side, 8% of them came from there. So that also means that they came from the state. Um, so it's good to see that only a certain percentage it came from out of state, which I figured was going to be the case, but I wish it was a little lower. I think they need to update that number. <laughs> exactly. And now that could be higher, you know, like, you know, because we're significantly different now than we were, the, you know, last year, a few months ago, actually. There's big corporations here from out of state. Yeah. The only problem, though, is they did report that the cannabis industry is paid less than the other industries that you know, we were talking about, like the leisure industries um, oh. and the transportation industry. So that's one thing that we have to keep in mind, too, is that, yeah, a lot of the time they get paid $15 an hour, but these other industries that some of these people left are getting paid less now. Um, so the cannabis industry, we still got some growing to do, you know? Hey, it's just the beginning. Right. <laughs> it is. It's just the beginning. It's only been a year. Um, so I'm curious to see what the analysis at the end of this year will say um, once it comes out. So we'll see. Um, so, yeah. Moving on, um, I'm going to go to the last topic here, and I um, already chewed everybody's ass out about this already earlier in the week. Um, Las, Cruces, Las Cruces City Council voted to keep the 300-foot buffer. Um, and what that means is that we have a 300-foot buffer in town where you can't be 300 feet from another dispensary, a school, residential area. And it's certain residential areas. It's not like you know every residential area. They have different levels, I guess. Um, however... There's a workaround for that. They have the special use permit, which is a pain in the ass. And I think you could probably talk a little on that. Huh? It's, should I talk? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I'm not happy I had to get a special uses permit, but I get it. Um, being native, New Mexican, Texas applied nine days or something prior to me and they got their business license you know mm -hmm. so i had to get a special uses permit yeah um it's not cheap for yeah. one and i've been waiting for a very long time yeah you know so yeah it's a pain i i should have went to the meeting i was one of the guilty ones that didn't go you know but um she took that ash tree very well <laughs> i was like oh no it directly affects me <laughs> but um it it's it sucks to say the least you know um they won't give a native whether money talks that's all yeah. it is you know at the mm -hmm. end of the day new mexico hasn't put a halt on licenses or who can get licenses and they're allowing anybody to come from any other state and come in to take a part of our economy mm -hmm. you know and i believe that we should keep our money in new mexico yeah. you know like it's we're already one of the poorest states or however they say it in yeah. their statistics you know but one of the poorest yeah like out of all 50 mm -hmm. you know so i just have issues with people coming from other states to take our locals money mm -hmm. that's my issue because no. i had to do the special uses permit being i mean i went to the council meetings they're like yeah it doesn't matter miss garcia yeah you did it 10 days too late yeah and i was just like uh, 
And but, you're not the only one that's dealt with this. There's been yes, a couple of people who've been so pushed many. out of town. And, yes. you know, people that grew up here, born here, went to high school here, been mm -hmm. paying their taxes here their whole life. Um, they've been pushed out of the industry or even town. They've had to go outside of town or outside of the city limits to, you know, open up shop. And luckily you haven't had to do that. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you're able to stay in town. Yes. Um, but this rule right here, yeah. Some people have argued that it protects, you know, the, the local business people, but actually this rule has hurt more local business people than it's actually helped. And I think that's why the city council wanted to vote no on it, but there was so much opposition that I believe that changed their mind and they voted yes. And it barely failed. Um, it wasn't like, you know, it was like a six to one vote or anything like that. It was like one vote. I think it failed. And so this is just a prime example of that. This rule right here has done more harm than good. Yes. Um, because we were going to have the bubble regardless and they already have a special use permit. So there's dispensaries that are right next door already. So mm -hmm. if it was being fun, they're going to give it to you. They're just going to take your $600. Exactly. And so you, you have know? to pay for this. You have to pay for this. So it's not permit. $35. It's $635. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, and I think that, you know, some of the city councilors probably agreed that, okay, this is very unfair. You know, yeah. we should vote it. No, but there's so much opposition and that's why even showing up, if you don't agree with it is important because you're giving the government input. And I'm telling you that because that's the way our government works. Do I just, just, do I agree with you? I probably won't, but that's okay. You won't agree with me either. And, but that's the beauty of our democracy, you yep. know, is we can disagree at the end of the day. However, the cannabis industry, we really need to step up and we really, we really need to start like speaking up too. This is our industry and yes. they want to make it better. And if we don't speak up, it's going to go terribly wrong. And like some stuff like this, like, if we don't speak up, they don't hear the fact that, you know, like your story, you know, it gets unheard yeah. and um, they don't get to hear that side where, oh, okay, well, there's some bad that actually this rule has done. It's kept a lot of locals out and it's allowed out of state entities from Texas and other states to come in because they have the money um, and they can open up shop before the local New Mexican can and, you know, kind of drive them out that way. So this rule has driven out more local New Mexicans than keeping the rule. So yeah. I really don't know like what else to say on it. And that's just my take. I think we're going to have to get a lot of people to go down there to push for it. Oh, I agree. Maybe power and, you know, power in numbers. And cause this is the second time, right? Or mm -hmm. is this the third time? Second. We're probably going to go time. the third this fall. Yeah. Yeah. So Let's get out there. Yeah. And we have time um, to assemble, uh, assemble. What I sound like the Avengers. Um, <laughs> Hey, let's all get together. Yeah, you know, it, 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 we have time to plan, but I think this rule does need to go away eventually. Um, I, it's unfortunate that, you know, a bunch of people that wanted to get in the industry who are from here, who grew up here, just were unfortunate. And, you know, like you, just bad timing and, you know, end up having to pay a lot more money because we're not made of money in the cannabis industry. And a lot of the times when you tell people, oh, yeah, this is for cannabis, they raise the price 700%. 750 percent yeah like yeah exactly it's like crazy it's You're not like, even that bad dude. it's a healing plant yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like we're not made out of money man so one thing i do want to say is um just to keep this fair that the opposition their worries were that um businesses were going to be ran out of business you know like local businesses um there's going to be kids getting access to cannabis more um there was also has to be thrown out yeah kids aren't even allowed to go in a dispensary i know uh, not even with a parent it's like you can like if you have a parent you can go to a bar with your guardian did you know that wow you can go to up to the bar you can't sit down at the bar but you can go up to the bar if you had a parent right. yeah when i was a bartender i had to deal with that um yeah yeah i was a bartender for a while so i know that role at least but yeah that's 
that's one of the worries. Another one is property values going down. However, um, all the studies that I've found and read throughout, you know, whatever, um, even recent ones to, you know, past ones, they're kind of mixed in the results. Um, however, in the United States, it seems that the property values go up, but in Canada, they go down. Um, but it's Canada. So, I mean, I can't really say it's too much gone up. It. Rent's gone up. Yeah. Everything's, everything's gone, gone up. Gone up. Yeah. My property values have skyrocketed. And the last year it's ridiculously Yes. And so that was some people's concerns. Um, another is that, you know, crime is going to go up wherever the dispensaries are, but there's really no studies backing that information up either. It's more of a fear. And the only way that we're going to know if any of these are true is if we actually allow the industry to do what it does, then we can figure out, okay, this is going on. How can we fix this? Or what do we need to change? But all of these are just fear-based um, from what I've seen. You know, a lot of it is like, well, I haven't seen any of this happen. You know, like, that's how they control the people with fear. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so that's one thing I feel like is happening. So don't be afraid, guys. You know, like, let's have a conversation. Let's open it up. But, you know, at the same time, think about the people that are affected by rules like this, too. Not just the people that are going to be affected without it. You know, like, we're, we, already have, we already know what it's like to have this buffer. We don't know what it's like to have it without it. And we know that it's just not something good. So anyway... That's all I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to stop beating dead horse with you guys and stop chewing everyone's ass out. Um, you know, it's come to the next meeting. Yes, come to the next meeting. We need <laughs> as many people as possible. I don't get paid to go to these meetings. I'm there for free. You know, that's why I couldn't show up this past time. I had to work. I was actually on set, a movie set. So you know, the film. I was set. working. Yeah. So this is one demand. of the few times I could have go. I was like, well, I actually need to get paid. So but I could close the shop whenever I want. So that's just an excuse. There you go. Okay, see, I'm gonna get the next one. Sure. Hey, you're taking responsibility, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, guys, that's everything I have for this week. Ashton, thank you so much for joining me again thank this week. It's been a pleasure. Me. Yeah, you did amazing. So again, guys, I'll see you again next week with another episode of Ash Chad Grassy Logic. Follow us on all our socials and stuff, and I'll see you next week.